This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Let's hit it! Give me a vacation! Vacation! Give me a wave! Surfing! Give me a city tour! The trolley! Give me animals! The zoo! Give me some sea life! <laughs> Give me museums! Park. Give me a woo! What's that spell? San Diego! If you're happy and you know it, San Diego is the place to show it. Book your family vacation at san diego.org. Funded in part with the City of San Diego Tourism Marketing District Assessment Funds. What's up? This is your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse, Back to Black, directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R, under 17, not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Hello and welcome to Saver, production of iHeartRadio. I'm Annie Reese. And I'm Lauren Vogelbaum. And today we have an episode for you about ricotta. Yes. Was there any particular reason this one was on your mind, Lauren? Uh, I was thinking about a cheese. Um, mm, and always. <laughs> that, I mean, usually I'm thinking about a cheese, to be honest. Uh, but no, no, no. I, I was thinking about doing another cheese-related topic. Um, and then after I ran through an embarrassing number of cheeses that we've already done that I had forgotten that we had already done, I landed on ricotta. <laughs> <laughs> we have talked about cheese quite a bit. We we have. We have after. Well, because we, we did a couple times early on, and then we really... We 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 really messed up for a minute and yeah. and didn't for the like longest time. Yeah. yeah. And so now mm. I'm trying I'm trying to make up for lost time, you know? Definitely. Oh, yeah. I'm on board. <laughs> um, <laughs> I actually don't have too much experience with ricotta, but I have had some amazing ricotta. Like so good. Oh yeah. And some amazing things that have ricotta in them. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it's yes, one of yes. my favorite ingredients in things. Yeah. For sure. And there's a local restaurant that does a really good, I think it's house-made ricotta. It's just like a little app with like toasted bread, some olive oil, some ricotta, mm-hmm. maybe some fresh herbs in there. Oh, yes. it's so good. Yes. I've definitely had some just straight up fresh ricotta around Atlanta and been stunned. <laughs> Moved. <Yeah. laughs> Moved. Yes. That's a good way yes. to put it. 
I have also had some very, very sad ricotta. But oh, yeah. You know, sad ricotta is sad. Very sad, sad. yes. Yes. Kind of dry yes. and grainy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or I had one that was like the opposite, where it was oh. leaking, but not in a good way. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want food that's bad leaking. No, never. No, no. And I wanted to tell this story. I think I've told this story before on the show, but I love it so much because it's so indicative of who I am. Okay. Okay. So there's a guy in my phone who is just Ricotta. <laughs> I don't know his real name. I okay. think it might be Max. Um, anyway, if you're listening, sorry about it. But <laughs> a, a couple years ago, uh huh. Back when we were still at the office, um, we used to go pretty frequently. We would have an office party across the street at a restaurant across the street. And the invitation said that there would be an ice luge there. Oh, right. The ice luge. Oh, uh uh-huh. Yes. Now, me being me and not thinking it through, I thought this was going to be a huge ice sculpture that I could... Luge down. Luge down. Yes. You mm-hmm. thought it was a luge for humans. Yes. So, I, of course, wore the appropriate attire, which is my black kind of ski suit. Okay. Thermal wear. Uh-huh. Yeah. Black shoes. Uh-huh. I show up at the party. The ice luge in question. <laughs> I was looking around like, where is it? It was a bit smaller <laughs> than I thought it would be. <laughs> um, <laughs> It was like, it was a snowman, right? Okay. A, yes, it was a, an ice sculpture of a snowman. But the luge part was you put a shot in there of an alcohol of your choice. So I guess you could put any liquid, really. And it would go down through this, like, tunnel in the ice and then be really cold on the other side. Yeah. Uh, so no <laughs> luging. <laughs> it, I was don't a, know. it was a luge <laughs> for a shot of alcohol. It was not... Yes. It was not human. It was not for, I mean, it was for humans technically, but not, you know. Yeah. Yes. But I showed up so ready, (laughs) completely believing that at a holiday party, they were going to let employees who may or may not be getting tipsy (laughs) slide down in ice luge. But anyway, people were scared to use this ice luge. And I sort of ended up over there explaining it to people. And because I was wearing all black, I think people ended up thinking that I hadn't met. Because it's kind of a combination of offices that were there. Uh, sure. Um, thought I was a waiter. Oh, and, sure. Yeah. I started to get tips. <laughs> uh, I made some money that night. But right. I also met this fellow who was in a Christmas tuxedo. Sure. Um, and we as got you to do. talking. And he just called himself Ricotta. <laughs> and that's, huh. It was an interesting night for a lot of reasons. I <laughs> <laughs> I I do that is like one of the most Annie Reese stories that I think <laughs> I think I know of. <laughs> yeah. I think that in the time I tried to comfort the IRS lady because she was so stressed. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> but that's pretty that's up there. And that's like, up there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and mm-hmm. especially for our purposes, like food was involved. Yes, yes, <laughs> that cracks me up that I thought that I was going to ice luge that night. I <laughs> anyway, <laughs> and I do remember when you first told me this story, I was like Annie. <laughs> <laughs> I was so ready, 
everyone else is in like holiday sweaters. Oh, sure, yeah. In a cocktail cocktail attire, sure, yeah. And I have pictures on my fridge from that night, so I do think of it rather often. Like they had a photo <laughs> booth there. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's amazing. Yes, yes. Anyway. Um, back to cheese. Uh-huh. Uh huh. You can see, yes, our many past episodes we've done on cheeses: mm-hmm. cheddar, brie, roquefort, roquefort, gruyere, gouda, processed cheese. I think there's some more in there, but those are the ones that came to my mind. And yogurt, I would say. Yeah, and butter, butter, sure. Yes, yes. But okay, I guess this brings us to our question. Yeah. Ricotta. What is it? Well, uh, ricotta is a type of fresh cheese, uh, unaged, spreadably soft, mild, a little bit sweet, that's actually made from whey instead of curds. So it's uh, it's bizarro cheese, right? Like like bizarro from Superman? Like it's recognizably <laughs> cheese, but it's mm-hmm. also sort of the opposite of cheese. Right, right, which I found very confusing for a lot of this research. (laughs) Yeah, I had no idea. Oh, it's so cool. Okay, all right, Mm -hmm. all right. Let's talk about cheese making. So when you create most types of cheese, say uh, say cheddar or uh, historically more relevant here, uh, pecorino or provolone or mozzarella, one of the first steps is to take your milk and um, de-emulsify it, uh, coagulate it, yeah? Um, that is to to separate out the fats and the fat-soluble stuff, uh, which is going to be the curds, from the water and the water-soluble stuff, which is going to be the whey. You then take the curds and process them however you'd like to do to create your cheese. Maybe, like, heat it and knead it into springy mozzarella. Maybe press it into wheels and age it for most other things. Uh, but the whey is a byproduct here. Um, But it is still full of good stuff. Uh, Lots of proteins, some sugars, a little bit of stray fats, probably. Uh, For example, real buttermilk is the whey collected from butter when you churn the liquids out. And ricotta is made from the whey that separates out from cheese curds. Um, you You just take that whey and heat it to a boil. And the proteins, the proteins in whey are keratins, not caseins. Uh, caseins are locked up in the curds. Um, so when heated, uh, when, when, when you heat that whey, the keratins will denature, first unraveling and then clumping together and firming up into a soft mass, sort of like a like a soft cooked egg, but but creamier in texture than a soft cooked egg would be. Uh, egg is more bouncy, yeah. You know? Um, so then you you ladle that stuff out and drain it, and within a few minutes. You've got ricotta. Um, the word ricotta means recooked, cotta, uh, co- uh, cooked, and ricotta. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's just eaten fresh. Yes, and oh, <laughs> love it. Also, I love that we did ceviche and ricotta back to back. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like see see ceviche for more information about protein coagulation if you'd like to. <laughs> <laughs> and we know you do. You would like to. <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure one of you does out there somewhere. <laughs> yes. Uh um okay so yeah you can you can use any type of milk you'd like to make ricotta. Um sheep's milk is the most traditional, but cow milk is very common these days and goat and buffalo milks are used too. Some makers will add a little bit of fresh milk in with the whey when they cook it for added fats and caseins. And if you do this, you probably also add something acidic to the boil to to help the caseins coagulate. Sometimes you might add something acidic anyway. It's kind of 
it, it, this is a delicate, I'm only reporting the facts. <laughs> I like that you're like, oh, <laughs> very delicate, I, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I think usually if you're, if you're making it fresh, fresh, fresh and using just whey, the traditional method is to not add anything acidic. Um, but right, I'm not going to tell you how to do it. I have very little effect on your life. <laughs> At any rate, um, the result is a cheese that's soft and creamy with a with a fine grain and a touch of this almost caramel sweetness from the cooked milk. Um, it's used most often as an ingredient in savory or sweet dishes rather than being eaten on its own. Uh, it's a filling in pastas from dumpling types like ravioli to layering types like lasagna and a filling in desserts like cannoli. You can dollop it on pizza or spread it on toast with herbs and salt or use it in sauces or as a garnish. You can add it into pasta doughs like gnocchi. You can cook it into egg dishes like a savory quiche or scramble or into dessert custards or cheesecake. You can also salt an aged ricotta into a um, crumbly salad product called ricotta salata. Or salt, age, and smoke it to make a crumbly solid smoky ricotta affumicata. Sure, sure. <laughs> <laughs> both both of these products are um, right more more like a more like a parmesan kind of situation. They'll be served um, uh, sliced as on cheese boards or shaved over dishes. You can make vegan ricotta from things like cashew or almond or tofu, blended into like a creamy whip given flavor with something like nutritional yeast. And it's easy to make at home. Uh, and I have read opinions that homemade is really the only way to go if you do not have access to a local cheesemaker who makes it, as the mass-produced ricotta is less fresh and probably uses stabilizers and thickeners and additives to mimic the fresh flavor and preserve the texture. That was in Serious Eats that I read that, and they've got a good recipe, as they usually do. It calls for you to hold the cheese at temperature um, for about 20 minutes to cook it to the like correct texture and flavor. So, interesting. Yeah. This has been one of my favorite things on on doing the show and doing the show is like, oh, I can make that. Oh. Yeah, things that I never <laughs> would have thought to make at home. And now I really want, it's, yeah, you can just go buy some milk and do it. Oh, and I want to. I almost got my phone out in the middle of this and put it on my list because I'm, this is I'm the yeah. craving is hitting hard right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gonna. I think. Oh, uh, who knows? Who knows if I will remember the next time I make it to a grocery store? <laughs> That's why you got to put it on the list. Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, what about the nutrition? It does depend on how you make it, but ricotta tends to be lower in fat than cheeses made with curds, but with the same good punch of protein. So it's pretty good for you. Um, I mean, you know, uh, eat a vegetable, maybe maybe yes. add a little bit more fat to help keep you going. You know, this is, I think you, I really think you're a trendsetter, Lauren, because I've noticed a lot of people over the past couple of years have been signing things to me or things that I'm reading with drink some water. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, eat a vegetable. Drink some water, eat a vegetable. It's always, yeah. it's good. It's just solidly good advice. <laughs> yes. Generally. I'm always like, there's got to be an outlier. <laughs> huh. Oh, well, I mean, drinking too much water. I mean, you know, you have to urinate as well. Like, never just drink water and try to hold it. That's bad. That's bad for you. But... <laughs> And now we've ruined drink some water. No, that's no, just kidding. <laughs> that is <laughs> that is the one outlier. Don't do that. That's bad. But um, okay. 
Yeah. The, the the third the third thing that I see people add on Twitter lately is clean your makeup brushes. And I think that, yeah, those three pieces of advice yes. together are like pretty ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. Sincerely, best wishes gone. Yeah. <laughs> These things. That's what we need. <laughs> Love it. Yes. Well, we do have some numbers for you. We do. As of 2019, the value of the global ricotta market was estimated to be some $873 million in growing. In the United States, the vast majority of ricotta was sold as private label, um, like, a, like a store brand versus a name brand. Huh. And as of 2015, some 243 million pounds were being produced in the United States every year. Um, and about a quarter of American households were purchasing it. Wow. Yeah, yeah. There is a festival that's been running for 50 years in Sicily in a town called Vizzini, um, called the Sagra della Ricotta e del Formaggio. And yeah, just, just the festival of ricotta and cheese. It's it's dedicated to folklore and gastronomy and ricotta and other cheeses. It's its nickname is the Feast of Flavors and Knowledge. Oh yes. Right? There's yes. a parade. <sighs> I oh. am not sure what is going on with this during these are pandemic times, but it has traditionally been held in late April, and I do not understand why I'm not there right now. I know. We got to add that to our yes, our list, our ever-growing list of festivals we must attend. Flavors and knowledge? Yes. Yes. Oh. Mm. Mhm. There is also a smoked ricotta festival in Calabria in a town called um Mamola, I think. Uh every year on the first Sunday in June. And I'm given to understand that for this and other feast days in that area, the smoked ricotta is made into the shape of male genitalia in celebration of fertility. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it is made from goat milk. And uh, I do not have a date on this, but as of one writing for a Italian travel website um, that was talking up this event, uh, it, it, it explained that there are 2,850 goats registered in the area. So there you go. <laughs> Got to register your goats. <laughs> I, I, I guess something could have been getting lost in translation, but. <laughs> well, listeners, let us know. Absolutely. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, and we do have quite a bit of pretty contentious history for you. We do, and we're going to get into that as soon as we get back from a quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressings, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. 
But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. Mm -hmm. I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks. But I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. Well, I mean, we're we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go. And I'm hungry. No passport is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. Yes. Um, so, oof. Just <laughs> oof on this one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yes. So, unfortunately, there's not too much information that I could find from reliable sources, I'll say, um, about ricotta. And so, I was thinking about, to make this longer... Okay, well, maybe we can do some discussion around um, all of those foods that you listed, Lauren. Sure. But the fun thing about all of those foods you listed is that every one that I was like, oh, maybe lasagna, the first five articles are like, no, it's from here. And I swear I won't hear anything else. And oh, the other person's yeah. like, oh, no. And ricotta doesn't even go in there. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh, no. Okay. okay. All I'm right. Never mind. <laughs> Different episodes. Yeah, yes. But here's a, <laughs> here's a little bit about, like, the origin of cheese. A little bit, a little bit. Um, so, ricotta's origins are, yes, very difficult to trace, um, just as the origin of cheese is in general. But cheese is quite old. And some historians speculate that for as long as humans have been making cheese, they have also been using the leftover whey, and potentially in a way that we might think of as ricotta. Sure. Yes. According to some sources, people during Neolithic times may have been the first to realize that cooking cheese byproducts resulted in even more cheese or cheese-like product thing. (laughs) I got so confused about whether or not to call ricotta cheese. Yeah. Yeah, since we call it ricotta cheese in, like, like American parlance, I was like, I'll I'll go with it. But Mm -hmm. bizarro cheese is how I've started thinking about it for sure. And, I like that. and in Italian, they do make the distinction. It's like ricotta and cheese. 
It's yes. not right. It's not ricotta and other cheeses. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh, well, I like bizarro cheese. Um, yeah. So I, I thank you, Lauren. I'll stick with that. <laughs> <laughs> Many historians believe that ricotta arrived in Italy after Arabs from the Middle East conquered the island of Sicily in the early 800 CE, presumably bringing their practices around using spare way with them. Um, through things like trade and conquest, these practices and the resulting ricotta made their way further into Italy. Um, and it really took hold, so much so that by the Middle Ages, ricotta was common throughout Rome and the surrounding area. At the time, sheep were the primary form of livestock, um, first introduced to the island by the Greeks in the early CE centuries. So the ricotta there was most often a byproduct of sheep cheeses, though mm-hmm. that, of course, would change based on where the cheese was being made and the livestock that was prominent there. Uh-huh. Another piece of this is that sheep's milk had relatively few uses at the time in places like Rome, where it sometimes was used as a drink um, in sacrificial rites and, yeah, to make cheese. They fermented the cheese over one to two days in warm temperatures to make a more acidic way that they would then use to make ricotta. Yes, um, and just a kind of big asterisk on all of this. This is a fun one where I had to look up like every fact that people seem to assume was just we all know this to be true. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So kind of the the idea from this historical perspective is that cheese originated somewhere in like the Middle East um, and then migrated up to Sicily but because Sicily just loved it and Italy kind of ran with it. A lot of the history is presented from like this is when it was in Sicily and that's it. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Huh. Mhm. Um yes, but uh perhaps ricotta was being made in Sicily far earlier than this. A Greek author who wrote just a whole lot about food in general in the 1st and 2nd century CE mentioned a quote tender cheese at a banquet which may have been Ricotta. He also mentions a well-known cheese from Sicily, which may have been ricotta. Some folks looking into it believe that the name itself and its Arabic origins is the reason so many people think um, that it came from the time Sicily was ruled by the Arabs. So because a lot of people think that the the word, the origins of it are Arabic, that that might be why people think that that's where it came from. Oh, okay. Maybe that's uh-huh. all it is. <laughs> right. It just might be a coincidence. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, and yes, different episode for sure. But popular legend goes that the cannoli was first invented during this time, during the Arab rule of Sicily. But yeah, I looked into it. And I was like, okay, no. <laughs> Come back later. <laughs> Not today, cannoli. Yeah. Not today. Two of the earliest known written records of ricotta do come out of Sicily. One of them came out of the 13th century when Sicilian king Frederick II and his hunting party allegedly were out on a hunt and stumbled (laughs) upon the hut of a farmer making ricotta. They were hungry, so they asked the farmer for some of what he was making. Frederick put the hot ricotta on top of his loaf of bread, advising the rest of the party to use a spoon or else risk losing some of the ricotta. Um, sounds very like legend stuff to me. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) And the first illustration of ricotta making appeared in a medieval health book, um, though it was a Latin translation of an 11th century work by Arab physician Ibn Butlan. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of confusion going on in this one. Uh Uh-huh. 
1548, author Hortensio Lando published a work about a man traveling a great distance to obtain the best ricotta in the world. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was quite a lengthy title in Italian, so I did not put it in here because <laughs> I would butcher it. Ricotta made it to the U.S. with a wave of Italian immigrants in the early 1900s, though it's quite possible um, people were making it or something similar before that. That's just sort of when the record started showing up about it that I could find anyway. Because, again, this one was kind of hard to track down some some good sources for. Yeah. And I mean, you know, th there are certainly other uh, cheese type products, bizarro cheeses, if you will, uh, made in other areas, in other cultures, uh, for example, the the category of like of like brown caramelized cheeses um from Norway are made mm -hmm. of whey uh really really good interesting stuff oh we definitely need to do an episode about that but <laughs> but yeah it's 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 difficult with some of these especially fresh products to yeah. to get a really good historical record because they're so often made and consumed on site and yeah. you know not by the sort of people who are also busy writing stuff down. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. But that being said, listeners, if you have any more information or if you have a specific experience from your part of the world, we would love yeah, to hear about it. Absolutely. Yes. So that is what we have to say about ricotta for now. But we do have some mail from listeners who have already written in. Not about ricotta. Um, but yes, we will get into that as soon as we get back from one more quick break for a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. We've talked in a bunch of different episodes about facets of Puerto Rican cuisine, um, like the dish mofongo, made of savory, deep-fried mashed plantains studded with some kind of tasty protein, and the creation of the cool, creamy pina colada. But there is so much more there. Um, I've actually never been. You have a tiny bit of experience, don't you? Yes. Unfortunately, it was a very tiny bit of experience. <laughs> I was there for about a day. I'm kicking myself for that now. I remember having delicious rums, delicious drinks, but I want to go back because, yeah, so many episodes we do on here, when we're talking about food from Puerto Rico, I want that. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> it sounds amazing. We're trying to get a savor team trip yeah. together. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> well, I mean, we're, we're trying to get a trip to a lot of places, but this is, yeah. this is really top of the list. Even putting together this ad read made me hungry. I was like, oh, oh, I want to try those things. Yeah, as we've talked about before, there are influences there from African and Spanish and native Taino foodways. The culinary scene sounds amazing, and we want to go, and I'm hungry. No me passport too. is required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. You can learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. And we're back. Thank you, sponsor. Yes, thank you. And we're back with Listener Mail. Bizarro Lister Mail. <laughs> Which would have been to just say it normally, to be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've know. always wanted to do that, but I know, I always check it out because it would it would be hilarious because you would try to pick up what I'm doing and I would just say <laughs> it. But, <laughs> <laughs> I'd be waiting. I'd be like, ah, I don't know. It's just, oh. And then it's just over. Mm. Wow. <laughs> we have some pretty funny, if we ever did like an outtake show, we have some pretty funny listener mail outtakes. <laughs> My favorite being that time I so enthusiastically just shouted eggnog. <laughs> <laughs> we were talking about eggnog and instead of saying listener mail, I was just like, eggnog. <laughs> I was like, oh. <laughs> startled me. Usually, I'm not. Mm-hmm. I'm. I'm not very easily startled. I think that you. Uh, uh, I really put my heart in there. Um, yeah. 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 And I take the. Yeah. I'm the. The very startled. Not so startled. We balance it out. Uh huh. Um, uh huh. But I think the funniest part of it was you had to tell me I had done something incorrectly. <laughs> like, there we go. Uh, <laughs> anyway kelsey wrote as a sobriety enthusiast i have learned new better for me versions of my old boozy favorites for the toddy in particular i love one to two teaspoons each maple syrup or other sweetener lemon juice and dry ground ginger go a bit heavier for fresh grated mixed into approximately 500 milliliters boiling water The sober toddy really scratches the itch when a warming drink is needed, but won't leave you buzzed or caffeinated. It's very soothing to inhale the steam when I'm under the weather, too. Not medicinal, but definitely comforting. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that sounds lovely. I I do one of my one of my very favorite things in the winter, especially right. Like if I'm if I'm feeling a little bit under the weather is to grate fresh ginger and just drink that with hot water. Yeah. Ooh, just make I bet a little that is nice. homemade ginger tea. Yeah, it's so I mean, mm-hmm. I, I like really um, I, I like really dry and spicy things. And oh, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you get the good, good ginger with a good bite. And I'm just like, oh, yeah, this is healthy. Yeah, yeah. that sounds great. Yeah. OK, I'm into it. I've been to both of these things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Valerie wrote, hmm, I was expecting the marzipan episode to discuss the question of some people love this, but to me it tastes like earwax. What am I doing wrong? (laughs) I am baffled and would be glad of ideas. Is it an acquired taste that I have yet to acquire? Or is it like cilantro, where people are genetically wired to love or hate it? 
No idea. I always figured it was an old-fashioned acquired taste and that I had imprinted on more modern sweets like chocolate that was less commonly available back in the days when marzipan was more common. But I am starting to think that it's a food that just tastes extremely different to different people. Ooh, mm. interesting. I feel like this might be an issue of, um, of, of of freshness and of the exact ingredients in the marzipan that you get. Um, I mean, maybe maybe it does have something to do with just just personal taste preferences, um, and because it can be like a very mild flavor. But personally, I'm so fond of almonds and that kind of um, almost cherry like scent that you get in really good almonds. That I'm like, yes, marzipan, all of that, please and thank you. And the texture yeah. to me is also really interesting. So we still need to get you some some marzipan, don't we, Annie? Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, right. yes. And then I can weigh in. Yeah. Um, I will. Yeah. Doing doing the research for this one, um, I did see a lot of people like the nostalgia factor is clearly there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I would also say probably no for sure the ingredients in yeah just context around yeah because it's such a simple it's such a simple thing that if you know yeah it's kind of crap ingredients then you're gonna taste it it's two to three ingredients ideally so Mm -hmm. yeah if you mess that up then you've messed it up yeah they really need to shine yeah yeah (laughs) but yes i'll report back whenever we get this wild Mm -hmm. and wacky savor dinner (laughs) together (laughs) yes Um, and then, um, a really quick note from John. John senses this. Coming from Minnesota, the children's game is duck, duck, gray duck. And it was fun going around the circle saying duck, duck, green duck, 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 greasy duck, <laughs> and other gr- <laughs> names kids could think of. So much better than goose. Oh, I love that. That's fun. That is that fun. That adds is another fun. layer. To, yeah. to this game for sure. <laughs> oh sure, yeah, yeah. I, I I will say that the games of duck, some of the games of duck, duck, goose that I played as a kid had that kind of element where, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You would say duck, duck, goody two shoes or something like that. <laughs> I don't know, like whatever it was, but yeah. I think ours were more like you would just draw out the G. I don't oh, know. Oh, uh huh. But then yeah. it's like goose. I don't, I, I like this. I think that's fun. Um, and thank you for letting us know because we did ask about it. Yes, um, yes, absolutely. Yes. And thanks to all of these listeners for writing in. If you would like to write to us, you can. Our email is hello at saverpod.com. We're also on social media. You can find us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at saverpod. And we do hope to hear from you. Saver is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Thanks, as always, to our super producers, Dylan Fagan and Andrew Howard. Thanks to you for listening, and we hope that lots more good things are coming your way. This episode is brought to you by Pronamel. Not all our favorite foods and drinks are BFFs with our teeth. Salad dressing, seltzers, and fruits can be enamel enemies. So if you eat or drink those things regularly, your enamel could be at risk. And once it's gone, it's gone. Pronamel Intensive Enamel Repair penetrates deep into the enamel surface, locking in vital minerals to repair acid-weakened enamel. And with new Pronamel Repair mouthwash, you can enhance that repair beyond just brushing. Pronamel is the number one dentist-recommended brand for acid erosion, so buy Pronamel Repair anywhere you buy toothpaste or mouthwash. Visit Pronamel.com. Today's episode is brought to you by Discover Puerto Rico. 
Puerto Rico is home to a thriving culinary scene based on products and traditions from the native Taino, African, and Spanish peoples that have influenced it. When you go, there are a host of restaurants, bars, breweries, distilleries, farms, and coffee houses to dig into, from five-star experiences to local favorites. No passport required for U.S. citizens and permanent residents. Learn more and plan your trip at discoverpuertorico.com. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more.